Welcome back, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Ding, 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 ding. It is 9.32 a.m. on April 26th, 2022. I've been known to misread the date, and I double-checked that. It is indeed 426. Uh, And indeed, you read that right on your homepage of YouTube. The market is down yet again. The NASDAQ is now opening down 1%. As we can see, the S&P is down 0.7%. And But if you just remember, yesterday was down quite a bit, but we had a nice reversal, especially on the, on the NASDAQ. It was down and then actually ended up up over a percent yesterday, which was a sight for sore eyes. So let's hope that we get the same thing today. While we wait for the market to shake off its morning jitters. Let's move on to our first story uh, where Whirlpool, we are a mid earnings season, uh, says that consumers appliance demand is waning as costs mount. Whirlpool, Whirlpool, that's kind of a hard word to say actually. Whirlpool Corp said US consumers demand for appliances is slowing two years into the pandemic as the dishwasher and refrigerator maker cut its sales forecast and said it would review an international division. Whirlpool said Monday that sales fell 8.2% in its first quarter of this year compared with the same quarter a year before. The company said revenue over the three months ended March 31st remained 14% higher than the first quarter of 2020, indicating that people are continuing to spend more on appliances than before the pandemic, uh, but that that demand is now coming down uh, and maybe normalizing to be seen if this will continue declining. Now, this is something that I think is kind of interesting because uh, house sales are are actually kind of waning as as affordability is going down and mortgage rates are going up. So appliances into new homes would probably go down. Also, another thing that I've said is going into a recession, in in actually in a recession, um, high ticket, very extendable purchases are the first things to go. So elective surgeries, um, cosmetic surgeries, uh, refrigerators, appliances, washer dryers, beds, mattresses, furniture are usually the things that I don't want to be invested in because you like uh, if the consumer feels poorer, first thing they're going to cut is, oh, I don't need another couch. I can just sit on this couch for another year. I can just sleep on the on the bed that I've been sleeping in for the past eight years for another year because the average replacement cycle for a bed is like every decade, right? And so the similar thing, washer dryers can always kind of get repaired or, or stuff like that. So um, just remember that might be an indicating uh, initial indicator of a potential recession to come. Thank you so much for being here, all 110 of you in the chat. Thanks so much for liking the video. If you haven't already, definitely leave me a like. And our meeting pulse is now up and running again. So you can ask the Q&A there. We'll try to get to some Q&A at the end and, um, and maybe give away some money. Who knows? What's up, Tom, in the chat? Moving on to the next piece of news. Firm U.S. Durable Goods Orders underscore Resilient Investment. Orders placed with U.S. factories for durable goods rose in March, pointing to sustained investment in business equipment that is helping drive economic growth. Bookings for durable goods, i.e. items meant to last at least three years, increased 0.8% in March after a revised 1.7% decline a month earlier. 
So we're seeing some stability here, a little bit of a recovery. The value of core capital goods orders. So that's like investing in property, plant, and equipment, like bigger spend investments of hard assets. Um, it's a pro yeah, it, that excludes aircraft and military hardware rose by a larger than forecast 1%. You see the chart here. We had a pretty bad month for capital spending in February as rates were going up. And again, you spend a lot of companies and, and people use uh, debt to buy uh, capital goods. So just kind of remember that 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 is a factor in there. And so it's an interesting chart. So still holding up, maybe a sign that we aren't going to go into a, a consumer spending recession. Uh, the median estimates in a Bloomberg survey of economists called for a 1% increase in all durable goods and a 0.5% gain in the core figure. The solid increase in core orders suggests that businesses remain in good shape and are still looking to bulk up machines and equipment to contribute to their bottom lines, says Jennifer Lee, senior economist at BMO Capital Markets. So that's good news. It's good news. What's up, everyone? Hit that hit the like button for me to get us on the homepage for almost 3,000 of you on this kind of newish channel. Um, hopefully, you guys all like our little morning podcast and find us anywhere you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Let's go to the next story. Real yields wade towards positive territory, denting stocks. As we all know, it's old news. Rates are rising. Moves inside in... Uh, moves inside in the U.S. government bond market route are undermining support for Wall Street pandemic era stock gains, the latest blow to the speculative bets that proliferated in the era of rock bottom, rock bottom rates and economic stimulus. The yield on 10-year Treasury notes is losing investors less and less money after adjusting for inflation. For reference, uh, Treasury notes have actually had a negative real yield. That means that you are paying for the privilege for the stability to own and lend the government money. That's how the paradigm's been for the past few years. And so now we're finally, rates are going up so that real expected yields are supposed to be positive. You'll actually get paid to lend them, the government some money. Um, one gauge, the yield on the 10-year Treasury Inflation Protected Security, or TIPS, closed not April 19th at 0%, according to Trade Web. So um, let's, let's just look it up ourselves. TIPS yield. Here is the chart from CNBC. The U.S. 10-year TIPS are yielding negative, negative 0.11%. So we are approaching, actually, a break-even on real yields. Interesting. But again, this was bound to happen as rates go up. Fidelity to allow retirement savers to put Bitcoin into 401k accounts. Finally, 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 finally. It's about time. I remember I had to buy GBTC through my 401k way back in the day because that was the only option. Fidelity Investments plans to allow investors to put Bitcoin account, put a Bitcoin account in their 401ks, the first major retirement plan provider to do so. 
employees won't be able to start adding cryptocurrencies to their nest eggs right away. But later this year, the 23,000 companies that use Fidelity to administer their retirement plans will have the option to put Bitcoin on the menu. The endorsement of the nation's largest retirement plan provider, Fidelity, suggests crypto investing is is moving further into the mainstream, but it remains to be seen whether employers will embrace it for their workers. Because a lot of times you log in your 401k, you only get this like very limited menu list of what you can invest in. But make no mistake about it, this could be a boon to money flows into crypto if it's a very easy option in many retirement accounts where people allocate one, five, 10% of the retirement into Bitcoin um, would be pretty cool. Speaking of which, let's go check in on the crypto markets. Bitcoin has rallied a little bit overnight, about almost 4% to over 40,000 again. We're at $40,070, so just about at $40,000 per Bitcoin. ETH is at 2962. BNB is at 397. Terra Luna is at actually uh, flipped Solana recently and is up 7% on the day and 6% on the week and is trading at about $96 per token. Solana at about $99. Cardano at point or at um, 87 cents. Dogecoin at 15.5 cents. Anyway, going back to um, crypto land in terms of the news headlines. NFTs stolen after Board Ape Yacht Club Instagram and Discord hacked. Oof, this one's a tough one. Board Ape Yacht Clubs are one of the most valuable and most famous NFTs. It buys you access into a virtual community and yacht club where you can go into the Discord, you can, you know, go into the like you can follow the Instagram, you can participate in community stuff but they got hacked. Their IG account and Discord server got hacked with an unofficial mint link being sent out to followers and people minted, i.e. they swapped their Ethereum, or sorry, I think this would be Solana for board, for this mint that was going on. But then they sent it and got hacked and, and they obviously got their money stolen. So uh, Board Ape Yacht Club had to tweet out, there's no mint going on today. It looks like B-A-Y-C, Instagram was hacked. Do not mint ent- anything. Click links or link your wallet to anything. The fraudulent link claimed that users could mint land on the in the upcoming Other Side Meta, which is due to launch later this week. The wallets of those who clicked the link have now been compromised with a series of board apes and mutant apes being transferred to new wallets by the hackers. At the time of writing, it is estimated that around 24 board apes and 30 mutant apes have been stolen because they click the link. It's kind of this like phishing attack within the community. The value of, of the 54 NFTs calculated by floor price is like almost $14 million, which is not a lot in the scope of hacks in the crypto world, but still hurts for those that click the link. So again, if you take away anything today, do not click links blindly, triple check your links online anywhere anywhere you know honestly it's funny i don't we haven't posted on instagram in so long but we still have all these fake accounts that that like dm people that follow me and uh 
I just, it's, you can't really do anything about it. The internet's too big of a place and there's only 24 hours and only like small teams everywhere. So um, just everyone has to be careful to protect their own money. Awesome. Let's just double check real quick what, what's going on with the market. Well, the market's doing even worse. Refreshing. The NASDAQ is down 1.5%. The S&P down almost a percent. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. All right. Let's move on to corporate news. Twitter accepts Elon Musk's offer to buy the company for $44 billion deal. Uh, as you remember, it's fifty-four twenty a share. Um, the board and executives initially opposed the takeover, but it was kind of a inevitable deal that this was going to happen because the board doesn't want to get sued for not uh, keeping their fiduciary duty to maximize value to shareholders. And if in a bear market, you know, with a kind of a iffy action plan and strategy plan, you know, taking the profit, taking the dub with, uh, with the offer was probably the path of least resistance and the um, path, of, path of least risk for the board members, which kind of makes sense. Uh, Elon Musk said, I hope that even my worst critics remain on Twitter because that is what free speech means. Uh, Mr. Trump told Fox News on Monday that he had no plans to return to Twitter and would instead use his startup Truth Social as a preferred social media network. Uh, definitely look at, uh, definitely watch Money Talks later today, which drops in 15 minutes. And uh, we talk about this a, a bit and uh, how Truth Social is probably not going to work out. Awesome. Uh, also, Jack Dorsey tweeted out yesterday, Radiohead, everything in its right place. So I think he approves. He also tweeted, I love Twitter. Twitter is the closest thing we have to a global consciousness. The idea and service is all that matters to me, and I will do whatever it takes to protect both. Twitter as a company has always been my sole issue and my biggest regret. It has been owned by Wall Street and the ad model. Taking it back from Wall Street is the correct first step. In principle, I don't believe anybody, anyone should own or run Twitter. It wants to be a public good at a protocol level, not a company. Solving for the problem of it being a company, however, Elon is the singular solution I trust. I trust his mission to extend the light of consciousness. Elon's goal of creating a platform that is maximally trusted and broadly inclusive is the right one. This is also Paraga's goal and why I chose him. So Parag Agrawal, but that guy's probably getting nixed. But also, if you, in case you missed it, I think uh, I see rumors that he's going to get a big uh, Parag Agrawal golden parachute if he gets fired. Um, Agrawal could earn $39 million if he gets fired uh, as part of the deal. It's crazy. Um, going back to Jack's tweets. Thank you both for getting the company out of an impossible situation. This is the right path. I believe it with all my heart. I am, I'm so happy Twitter will continue to serve the public conversation around the world and into the stars. Interesting. Sounds like Jack Dorsey felt like it got stolen from him and out of his control. 
I, I, I somehow wonder why he couldn't have fought himself at being a billionaire. He couldn't have fought for the company himself if you truly believe that. Maybe he just ran out of energy or maybe he just doesn't have the financial resources that, that Elon Musk does being almost a quarter trillionaire according to market cap. Um, but also remember, this is not going to be a bad deal for Jack Dorsey who will get liquidated if it's a full buyout. But for almost a billion dollars, $978 million payday for his remaining stock. My only concern with, uh, with the buyout for our boy Elon is really kind of what's going to happen if Twitter loses money and bleeds cash, right? Is Elon going to keep funding the money out of his own personal pocket to fund the company if Twitter starts losing money? Or maybe we flip it to a blockchain version of Twitter. No doubt we definitely need some sort of safety policing, right? You don't want people doxing each other and you don't want people like threatening violence and promoting violence and, you know, like promoting really bad things. But it's the, the question has always been, uh, where's the line, right? And I think the, the pendulum has swung too far. I think most of the population thinks that we need more free speech than we have now. Um, so I'm hoping that Elon Musk can kind of figure it out. So going back to the NASDAQ, we are down 1.3%, the S&P down 0.84% now. The next story we have going on is that GM's Corvette is going electric. It's a pretty simple story. We talk a lot about this in uh, Money Talks. So go see our opinions about the new electric Corvette in Money Talks, dropping in 10 minutes. All right, so I think, let's see, we, we have, uh, yeah, this is another EV post here from the Corvette team. Hopefully they can pump out a, I mean, it looks pretty cool, an electric supercar. Ford, speaking of EVs, Ford hurries out F-150 Lightnings to grab share of electric's market. Ford's first all-electric F-150 pickup truck is rolling off the assembly line Tuesday, marking a major step in the company's move towards electrification. Getting the plant going will be the easy part. Like other car companies, Ford continues to confront difficulties getting parts, particularly semiconductors critical to car manufacturing, and is launching the new truck in one of the most vexing periods for the auto industry's complex supply chain in years. The new plug-in truck called the Lightning is a battery-powered version of the Ford F-150 pickup, America's best-selling vehicle for decades. The model represents an effort for, by Ford to secure a lead in the nascent market for electric trucks versus Rivian, etc. I'm rooting for them. It's an all-American company. And I think there's a big market for a consumer-priced electric Ford F-150. I'm rooting for them. I root for most people to succeed. We can all win together by growing GDP together. Thank you so much. Don't forget to like the video. Let's get 100 likes on this video. Maybe I'll give away some money if we hit 100 likes. Let's give away like 25 bucks today for 100 likes. It'd be good, just to keep things fun. PepsiCo raises revenue outlook as earnings beat estimates, uh, as earnings beat estimates despite higher costs. So PepsiCo talk, 
topped Wall Street's estimates for the first quarter earnings and revenue. The company raised its full year forecast for organic revenue growth. Pepsi reported a $193 million impairment charge after taxes after it tries to discontinue or reposition some of its juice and dairy brands in Russia. EPS of $129 adjusted versus $123 expected. Revenue of $16.2 billion versus $15.56 billion expected. So sounds like people are buying the products um, even stronger than Wall Street expected. Let's look at the stock. The stock is up. 0.77% today on an S&P that is down almost a percent. Pretty tough market. Buoyed by earnings. Let's go to the earnings calendar uh, this week. Uh, real quick here, let me just check some key earnings we have here. So after hours today, we have Microsoft and Google slash Al Alphabet, Visa, GM, Enphase, Chipotle, and Texas Instruments reporting. So tonight after market close is a huge earnings day. Microsoft, Google, Visa, GM, Enphase, Chipotle, T TI. And then tomorrow before the open, we get Boeing, Spotify, and T-Mobile. So just keep that in mind. Also, um, let's check in on some of the popular stocks. What is Tesla's stock doing today? Tesla is down 4.25%. What is Palantir doing today? Palantir is down 3.5%. What is Spotify doing today? Spotify is down 3.7%. What is SoFi doing today? SoFi is down 3.7% today. Looks like all retail owned growth names are just kind of all around doing poorly with a NASDAQ that is down 1.7%. Looks to be mostly beta. Again, this is not a huge, like this is a, we're going to talk about this today in the Rogue stream in about an hour and a half, uh, but the exclusive Rogue stream. But this is a very macro driven market. So a lot of this will be kind of beta. But not all of you, you all are alphas. Thanks for 150 people here in the chat live with us and the 99 likes. Appreciate you all. And let's go to the Q&A while, uh, while we wait for one more like to give away some money. Prediction on tech earnings this week. Today, Google, Microsoft, tomorrow, Meta, Thursday, Amazon, Apple. Um, I think, again, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not fully covering all these stocks to a, like an analyst level, but I think Google will continue to do really well. I think Microsoft's going to do really well. Um, I think th these, these stocks have been really poor poorly performing and unfairly so but i think ad revs are, are should be strong and continue to be strong in this market um so google should do well i think office productivity cybersecurity, cloud computing are all going to continue to do well with microsoft meta scares the heck out of me meta is very very cheap it's like 13 14 times priced earnings and like single digits at this point let's let's actually look uh facebook stock vpt we're looking at yeah they're trading at like seven and a half times ev to ebitda 3.4 times sales 15 times uh priced earnings and uh maybe under 13 times next year's but they're spending so much money on the metaverse and I just don't love it. I just don't love it. I don't love it. 
Um, and so that's that. What are your thoughts on Amazon investing 6.5 billion in India by acquiring startup Glow Road? Yeah, I think that's the next growth avenue, right? Uh, Amazon needs a retail oriented area or like a new retail market. Let's. Um, and Glow Road is an interesting site. Work from home, earn money online by reselling products on WhatsApp and Facebook. Oh, interesting. So it's like a social commerce site in India. Try to push into key. I mean, India is a clear key over, over overseas market. Huge population, huge potential growth potential. And well, I said potential twice. Huge potential growth opportunity there. And Amazon is so much cash that it's reinvesting. And I think hopefully they'll make major inroads into India in a way that they were never able to do in China, right? Because China has their own homegrown options. Um, hopefully, as an Amazon shareholder, they can really push into India and, and dominate even to a partial degree that they dominate here in the West. Uh, okay, so we hit 114 likes. Don't forget to like the video. That's all we ask. And uh, let's give away 25 bucks. So we have 33 people in the meeting pulse. Go into the meeting pulse here on the QR code or link in the description, as always, in the description of the video. And uh, I will give away some money. Let's do one more Q&A while we wait for everybody to filter into the uh, meeting pulse. Uh, the next question we have is thoughts on Starbucks at this level. Let's look at Starbucks. I know they've kind of done poorly recently because they are kind of lagging on growth as they've, they've been so dominant and they need to find another growth Avenue. And, and this is the five year chart. Obviously when you zoom out max scale, Starbucks investing in the proliferation of everyone's addiction, everyone's legal addiction in the world has been a profitable endeavor. But over the last six months, peak to trough, they're down almost 40% for such a gigantic, almost $100 billion company. As of today, $77 a share, they're trading for under $100 billion enterprise value, three times sales. Uh, well, actually, let's go on forward numbers. So yeah, less than three times sales, 13 times EVD, but duh almost a 5% free cash flow yield, 17.7 17 times forward price to earnings. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, and with like single digit, high single digit expected growth, it's not my style of investing, but it seems relatively fairly priced for a gigantic mega cap. And Howard Schultz, if you can find an ability to churn out even more growth, then that would be really great. But I think the, the issues are mostly about like labor costs, right? Uh, labor costs because Starbucks employees are unionizing. If you kind of look at the, there's a big labor fight going on, which could be a short-term issue, right? Could be short-term issue uh, and, and an opportunity to buy the stock, but also just like in terms of finding the next growth profile. Yeah, I don't hate it. I really don't hate it. And I think if you continue to see weakness in such a, in everyone's addiction, Maybe this might be a good buy someday. I'm not quite interested yet, but it's not, it's definitely not, not interesting to use a double negative, super stable margins, really well run company. I mean, look how they shrugged off COVID for crying out loud. People were dying from COVID and they still 
didn't really take that big of a hit because they swapped to pickup orders and drive throughs and stuff like that really, really quickly. So yes, everybody's saying this in the chat that Tesla is down. Tesla is down 5.5%, but make today it's a pretty bad. Oh, the NASDAQ is continuing to fall like a hot knife through butter down 2%, the S and P down 1%. Unfortunate, unfortunate. Awesome. So it is the top of the hour. Thank you so much for joining us every morning. We do this Monday through Thursdays at Market Open, 9.30 for about 30 minutes. And we're going to give away some money right now. We'll give away 25 bucks since we hit 100 likes. And uh, there are 50 of you in the meeting polls. Start raffle. If you're the winner, just put in your, uh, your email so we can get your PayPal slash Venmo. Waiting for you to put in your info. We'll wait a couple minutes. Thanks, JMK in the chat. Appreciate you being here. Uh, some hearts from Grant. Thank you, Grant. The winner is still not putting in their information. Let's look up the heat map while we heat map while we wait. Uh, so you you can see most of the market is pretty red right now with Apple down 1.3%, Google down 2.3%, Amazon down 2%, Tesla, this must be delayed. Tesla's down like 5.5%, Visa, MasterCard, JP Morgan. Where is there a place to hide? Maybe energy, maybe uh, healthcare like Pfizer, Eli Lilly, AbbVie, Merck. But it's a pretty tough market out there. Home Depot's flat, Lowe's is flat. Yeah. All right. So the winner did not see that they won. So we're going to pick a new winner. New raffle. Thanks so much for being here. If you are the new winner, you should have a pop-up screen in the meeting pulse. Go check. Go check the meeting pulse, please. Put in your information so we can give you some money. Just a fun way to keep. To, I don't know. It's just fun. Raffles are fun. Sean, Sean, you won. Well, uh, congrats, Sean. Thanks so much for playing. And don't everyone, thank you so much. Don't forget to hit the like button on your way out. Uh, and you can always find the replays on podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And we'll see you bright and early tomorrow. And let's hope we get another reversal in the market today. Although it's not looking great with the market down, the NASDAQ down 2%. So uh, until tomorrow, happy investing. Stay safe out there.